0: Welcome to our Sunday service. Uh, The setting is a bit (coughs) different for our virtual service. We've been doing it um, in the sanctuary but uh, there is a heavy construction in the neighborhood uh, near our sanctuary and there is a lot of noise that could interfere with our service so we are doing this having this virtual service in just in my office and that's why you see a different setting Uh, in all things we learn to adjust we learn to do what is possible in the circumstances we can't just miss a Sunday service and because of what is going on we had to find an alternative so that we can have this virtual service. You are welcome to our study of end time events and we have been punctuating it with a a lot of other lessons that Uh, are connected with end time events to where probably some of you might have lost uh, course. You might not know where we are and uh, the message might not flow as you would like like it to flow. But I wanted in this Sunday service to uh, remind you to uh, refresh your mind on uh, what we have so far uh, covered the important things that we have covered. Uh, The book of Revelation we said deals with the end time events. And we said that uh, at chapter 4 the book becomes prophetic. Chapter 4 of the book of Revelation becomes prophetic, and uh, in chapter 5 uh, John sees a book sealed with the seven seals and we've been dealing with those seals and many times punctuating it with the other related messages to where you could probably not have good notes in your notebook. I thought we would have a recap of what we covered, uh, especially about seals. So if you do not mind, I would like to <coughs> go through the seals that uh, we covered. Let me start here in the book of revelation. It is important that we know the things that are going to happen. This is oil, information, knowledge that is important, knowledge that will help us to cope with the times, this understanding so that events don't take us by surprise, so that we are not perplexed, we are not disturbed. We don't run mad like people of the world are going to run mad. We don't question and say, What is happening? God, what is happening? What is this? But when these things, those of you or those of us, whosoever will be there, they will know. And if we will not be there, then this is information, this is an understanding, this is the word of God that we must pass to our children. It's important that we understand. It's important that we follow clearly so that our children understand these things, so that when the events begin to happen in their day, they know our fathers have told us, our fathers told us, our grandfathers told us, so that uh, they are not disturbed, they are not confused like the world is going to be confused. So, let's turn to Revelation Uh, Have your notebook um, and have your notes organized because this is not just uh, uh, a game. It's not just uh, to deal with just history. This is very important, valuable knowledge from God's word. If you turn to Revelation chapter 5 and verse 1, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with the seven seals. There was a book sealed with seven seals. And um, we, these seals, before we enter to cover one by one, these seals, there was a book sealed with seven seals. These seals are opened by Jesus Christ. The seals that we are going to cover are opened by Jesus Christ. And uh, that is Revelation chapter 6 and verse 1. It reads, And I saw when the Lamb, that Lamb is Jesus Christ, opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. So, these seals are opened by Jesus Christ. Then also, they are opened at the beginning of the last hour of Gentile time. When are these seals opened? They are opened at the beginning of the last hour of Gentile time or immediately prior thereto. These seals are opened at the beginning of the last hour of Gentile time or immediately prior thereto. So, we start with the first seal. Uh, What takes place when the first seal is opened. That's why I wanted us to go over so that we can have proper notes and be able to pass on until we understand until we ourselves this is not just history, it's not just chemistry we really want to understand, to have an understanding of this lesson, of this end time message I mean end time events so that when we teach others, when we tell our children and our grandchildren, we ourselves uh, have understood, like the scripture says, uh, these and these words that I speak unto you today shall be first in thine, in thine own heart. They first are to be in your heart before you can pass, uh, pass them on to your children. So, we are dealing with the first seal. Now, first seal, open Revelation chapter 6 and verse 2. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth, conquering, and to conquer. So what we note is that in the first seal there is a white horse and this white horse it has a rider. I remember we said uh, the white horse represents false religious system. That white horse that we read of in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 2 where you see the white horse. The white horse represents false religious system. So the first seed we see false religious system and that white horse has a rider. The rider is the man of sin. Many of us know him. The rider is the man of sin, the son of perdition. If you don't know him, you are going to know him. But the rider, for now, we say the rider is the man of sin. And you notice, we noticed that the rider has a bow, but He doesn't have an arrow. He has a bow but no arrow. In other words the rider goes forth conquering and to conquer without force, without war. He conquers by diplomacy. He uses diplomacy to conquer. That's why Though he has a bow, he doesn't have an arrow. He doesn't use force. He doesn't use an army. He doesn't use war. He conquers by diplomacy. So, he uses diplomacy to conquer. So, that is seal number one. The first seal we have that white horse, we know what it represents, the rider, we know what it represents, Um, having a bow but no arrow, we know what that means, conquers by diplomacy, (coughs) doesn't use war. So, as you note in your notebook, that I'm helping want to help as much as possible. Our churches that are in our rural areas, in our country, our up country, in our rural areas, I have to go this slow so that they benefit. A soul is a soul. Whether that soul is in the city or that soul is far deep in the village, he says, "So, if the Lord saved them, if the Lord converted them, honored them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, brought them to the body of Jesus Christ, there is no reason for me to downlook upon that soul. This is my duty, it's my responsibility. As long as I have the oversight over them to make sure they understand God's word, to make sure they understand." what I understand and so I have to go slow most of you it might be, uh, maybe it might not be um, what you would want it to appear but for love's sake, charity let it cause us just to bear up and we make this message that even our people that probably do not have an understanding like we have also understand God's word, so that's why we are going slow. We want them to have this first of all and uh, make it very clear to where they can understand, and that's why we are going slow. Now, seal number two, the second seal. What happened? What happens when the second seal? Is opened. To find the second seal, you turn to Revelation chapter 6 and we read verses 3 and 4. Turn to Revelation chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So the second seal. There is a red horse rider. This red horse rider, he takes away peace from the earth. The red horse rider takes away peace from the earth. That is the second seal. And we said that this is not general uh, world war. It's not a general world war, but lots of of little wars. We live in a world and many times we see one war there, one little war there, uh, another little war on the other side. There are little wars and there is going to be little wars. And we said this may be the fulfillment of what is said here in Matthew 24. If we can turn to Matthew 24, verses 6 through 8. Matthew 24, verses 6 through 8. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. All those are the beginning of sorrows. So this red horse rider is given um, um, a great uh, this horse, yes, this red horse rider is given a great sword. Now, the question comes we asked ourselves a question. Is this rider some rogue a half-mad individual or a terrorist with nuclear capabilities? Who is this red horse rider? Who is he? Some terrorist? Some mad individual with nuclear capabilities? Well, That was questions we asked ourselves. And we said the Red Horse Rider could be alive today. He could be alive today. He could be alive? Maybe not. But one thing we see is given a sword and uh, this one individual takes away peace from the earth and we saw how valuable peace he is and there is going to be little wars around the world so that is the second seal we go to the third seal. To go to the third seal Still Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 to 6. Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 to 6. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou art not the oil and the wine we are on the third seal, what happens in the th- on the th- when the third seal is open? The third seal is a black horse and it represents famine. Black horse it represents famine. When this rider black horse rider is on the scene He will take away something. What will he take away? Um, There is going to be famine to where a full day's just uh, a full day's wages, will just buy enough food to live for one day. So there is going to be famine during that third seal. Where a full day's wages, imagine a full day's wages, just to buy enough food to live for a day. Now when you read he says had not the oil and the wine, what does that mean? The wealthy who consume oil and wine will not be hurt by this seal. The wealthy, rich people, well-to-do people, they will not be hurt by that famine. This will affect the poor people. Who will hardly be able to pay for their daily food? The Poor people are going to suffer. They will hardly be able to pay For their daily food, massive famines and food shortages will begin to stalk the earth. During this third seal, massive famines and food shortages will begin to stalk the earth. There will be no abundance of food. Abundance of food will disappear. It is taken away. It will disappear. And the politicians and scientists, professors and great minds of the world will be perplexed. People will wonder how come we can't have enough food? How come we can't produce Uh, with all the modern science? there will be food shortage. Uh, Food shortages will begin to stalk the earth. Countries that have been producing enough food for their people, even enough food to export to other countries, they will not be able to do that. When the third seal is opened, there's going to be famine. We must understand this, we must pass it on to our children. When the third seal is opened, there will be food shortages. There will be a lot of famine. And the politicians, scientists, the professors, and great minds of the world will be perplexed. The world will turn to this greatest diplomat the White Horse Rider <coughs> is a diplomat to stop regional uh, uh, to they return to sorry to the White Horse Rider to assert moral leadership and uh, so that uh, so that people can share because of the dwindling food supply. There is going to be shortage of food supply. So they are going to turn to this diplomat who can assert moral, moral leadership so that people can share the little food there is and when he speaks he is listened to. They are going to turn to him, please speak He's able to assert moral leadership and uh, to make people uh, listen to him. So that the little food, the dwindling food supply, is shared. What about this nation? Uh, Let's uh, help these other nations. Third world countries probably. Uh, Let's not just be self, uh concerned about only ourselves, he has that uh voice that he can be listened to, and the world is going to turn to him. Then now we go to the fourth seal yes we are not we have not gone into the details but Just to remind you, refresh your mind, so that you can have your notes properly aligned. The fourth seal, still in the book of Revelation chapter 6, we are going to read verses 7 and 8. Revelation chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the, to kill with the sword, and with the hunger, and with the death, and with the beasts of the earth. So the pale horse rider brings disease. The pale horse rider brings epidemics. The pale horse rider brings pestilence. He brings disease. He brings epidemics. He brings pestilence. This will be worse than the black plague. We talked about that. This pla- black plague which decimated decimated uh, Europe. When the pale horse rider is on the scene, as we have read, a quarter of the globe is stocked by disease and starvation. Look at that. A quarter of the world is stocked with disease and starvation. Famine and disease. Remember, look at these two. Famine, there is a famine and disease. That will be a terrible time. <coughs> that is a hard time. You not only have disease, you have famine. Combining these two makes the time terrible. Modern science may find a vaccine for AIDS, Ebola, COVID-19, but might not find a cure or a vaccine for the coming plagues scientists. We appreciate what they are doing. They are doing their best. They are doing a good job to find vaccines for these diseases that we have mentioned like AIDS, Ebola, COVID-19. They might find a vaccine, but when the fourth seals is opened and the world is stocked with disease, they will not be able to find a cure. They will not be able even to find a vaccine for those diseases. It will be beyond what man can handle. That's why we need to turn to God. That's why we need to believe in God. We need to know God is the one in the church. It is not man in the church. It is God that is in the church. Time is coming when our modern science will not be able to take care of the diseases, they will not be able to handle what is happening. It will be hard, it will be tough. We have very good uh, scientists, very good doctors, renowned doctors in many of these other nations that we know as the First World. Uh, very good doctors and very good scientists, but with the diseases that are coming, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard even to find a vaccine for those diseases. It will be a terrible time. That will be God at work. That will be God telling man, "You are not able to handle the affairs of this world. This world was not created by you, you man. There is where you stop." And so. It will be a terrible time. Pestilence may be as a result, these pestilences might be a result of biochemical terrorism. And so it will be tough. This pale horse rider may be a terrorist leader whose followers contaminated the earth with all these biochemical, um, biochemical agents which they themselves are immunized against. They contaminate the world with the biochemical agents which they themselves are immunized against. The pale horse rider might be a ruthless leader with great power with access to biological warfare. Why are we saying that? You know, for a quarter of the globe to be affected, a quarter of the globe to be affected, that should involve some biological warfare. A quarter of the globe will be affected. So it will be terrible time. We go to the sixth I mean sorry the fifth seal the fifth seal Revelation still chapter six verses nine through eleven Revelation chapter six verses nine through eleven. And when he had opened the fifth seal. I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the sword of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord? Holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood? On them that dwell on the earth. And white robes were given to every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also, uh, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So, when the sixth seal is opened, this is what happens. The opening of the sixth seal causes... Ah, not of the sixth sorry. The opening of the fifth seal, there is a general... uh, No, we are saying this is not a general Matadom. Matadom has has not yet uh, started because matadom does not begin to occur until the second three and a half years of the last hour of Gentile time. Uh, What it is telling us here in the fifth seal there is no general martyrdom of the church. Martyrdom does not begin to occur until the second three and a half years of the last hour of Gentile time. We saw that Gentile, the last prophetic hour of Gentile time is a period of seven years divided into two segments of three and one half years each. And so, martyrdom uh, will not begin to occur until the second half years of the last Of the Gentile time. There is no general martyrdom at this time. I'm sure the church will be functioning and there is no general martyrdom. If there will be any, it's isolated and uh, not all over the world, in just certain places. And so, It will not be a time of general martyrdom. That's what we should understand when the fifth seal is opened. It's not a time for general martyrdom because general martyrdom does not begin to occur until the second three and a half years of the last hour of Gentile time. We go to the sixth seal. Let's go to the sixth seal. The sixth seal we have to go to Revelation chapter 6 verses 12 through 17. And I heard when he had opened the sixth seal and lo, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as as a cloth of hair and the moon became as blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their place, places. My God. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? My God, terrible things will happen when the sixth seal is opened. So, the opening of the sixth seal causes an abnormal darkness in the sky. Darkness that we have never seen, we have never experienced, it will be upon the sky. The opening of the 60 causes an abnormal darkness in the sky. The earth will be wrecked with earthquakes, my God, wrecked with earthquakes. That's terrible. We've seen in our world where earthquakes have taken place. It's a horrible. Buildings. Rubble falling on the people, destroying, dying while you are seeing. It's a terrible time. It's going to be a terrible time. So dust, volcanic ash will fill the upper atmosphere. How will people breathe? How will people really breathe? I can't imagine dust and volcanic ash if it fills the upper atmosphere. My God, what will happen to man? So, the heavens become black as darkness obliterates the nighttime sky. My God, this black the heavens becoming black as darkness obliterates the nighttime sky. My God the nighttime sky <laughs> will be just uh, like a kindergarten. There that will that be quite a thick, thick, thick darkness and uh, in the book of Luke here, we can look the book of Luke Chapter two, Luke twenty one, Luke twenty one, verses twenty five. 26. Luke 21 verses 25 to 26. And there shall be signs in the sun. Look at that prophesied right here. And in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the sea and waves roaring Men's heart failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are among, uh, which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. My God, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then, Matthew, twenty-four. You can turn to Matthew 24 and verse 29. Uh, Matthew 24, is it verse 29 that I want? Let me see. Uh, um, and in, uh, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun, yes, be darkened and the moon shall not give our light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. That will be a terrible time. The scriptures here confirm that men's hearts are to fail to fail them for fear because of the things that are happening on the earth. They will get heart attacks. They will run mad. People will be confused. It's not something you can contain. It's not something you can understand. It's something that makes you run crazy. It makes you wonder what is happening. So this will be a terrible time. These earthquakes and the darkening of the heavens are designed to put the fear of God in the hearts of humanity. These are happenings. Would to God everybody at that time, those that will be alive at that time, would understand is God speaking to us? Is this the time to turn to God? Is this the time to think about God and not to run our own affairs and we think we are so smart technology, we have really advanced technology and man has become a superhuman being, we can do anything we can take care of anything but with these things that are happening that we can't control These things, diseases, earthquakes, famines that we can't take care of. Uh, Who to God man would say, Oh my God, I think there is a super being that is not like a man. There is a being that is beyond us. So these happenings, these earthquakes, these plagues, Are designed to put the fear of God in the hearts of humanity, are designed to bring man back to God, bring man back to his Creator, bring man back to God who created him. Like Isaiah says here in Isaiah chapter 26, Isaiah 26 and verse 9, Isaiah 26 and verse 9 With my soul have I desired thee in the night, yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when the judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world we will learn righteousness. When the judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Confirmation. These judgments are designed to bring man, to bring humanity, uh, to put a fear of God in the hearts of humanity. Um, but how many will listen? All oh, people will be more arrogant. I'm sure there will be some that say, We must turn to God. We must go back to God. Here is something that we can't handle. Here is something that we can't contain. We must turn to God. So, humanity will be perplexed. They will leave their cities and flee to the mountain retreats. Imagine that, to leave the cities and go to the mountain retreats. They will want to be protected from the marauding, restless fear driven mobs mobs moving to and fro and uh, they want to be protected from these mobs probably beating up people, looting and uh, killing people probably they wanted to um, when everybody is under fear fear causes man to turn into something else and so they will want to be protected from these uh, mobs. They will want to avoid contact with those that may carry the pestilence and disease like people run away from those that they suspect have been infected by COVID-19 in our world today. You wouldn't like to associate yourself, you wouldn't like to be near that person unless he's a family member but most people run away they want safety, they, they don't want you uh, you go in the rural areas, they will chase you people don't want you, they will say you have brought sickness, you have brought disease to us uh, they will run away from you, so this will this will happen, uh, they will want to avoid also the rich of mass destruction, uh, when these biological warfare that can cause uh, death on a very big level, there is mass destruction. They want to avoid that where people die in masses. They die in masses, because of disease because of these pestilences. So, masses of humanity will become panic stricken and that is a terrible environment. When you are in a panic, you do a lot of foolish things. Things that you can't do when you are normal. So, in the minds of the masses, only the white horse rider again, the white horse rider has the moral authority and your political skills to solve problems. They look to one person. This is the individual. This is the person that can solve the problems. The problems will defeat politicians, will defeat scientists. All this technological advancement that we have had will not solve. So they look to the white horse rider. So this will cause a beastly alliance of church and state to begin. that environment will cause a beastly alliance of church and state to begin. An alliance will begin of church and state. So even as these seals are being opened One thing you would like to say. Wonderful things are happening with God's people. Wonderful things are happening with God's people. My God, things will be happening in the church. God will be protecting his people. That's why we have been asking a question. Will you be spared? Will you be spared when these things are coming? Will you be spared like... The children of Israel were spared in Egypt. Those that were in the Goshen will be spared. Will you be saved? Wonderful things will be happening with the God's people. The Gentile time will be drawing to a close. The Gentile times will be drawing to a close. And worse plagues will be about to come. Worse plagues will be about to come. And so, we have covered the sixth seal and we want to progress in the message and go uh, cover some material, some scriptures, some interpretation of those scriptures to lead us into the last seal. We have freshened up our mind with six seals being opened and what takes place, um, I'm sure if you have been following and you have been writing you now have good notes in your notebook. Now we are going to go Uh, develop into the message that leads us into the seventh seal. So, continuing let's turn to Revelation 7. Um, Revelation 7 This has been very interesting, Revelation 7 and verse 9. After this I beheld and lo a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and plagues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Now these, these people come from all nations and all peoples which distinguishes them from the 144,000 Jews. This group comes from all nations and all peoples and are different from the 144,000 Jews. And when we read verses 13 and 14, the same chapter, Revelation chapter seven, verses 13 and 14, and one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence come they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which come out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now toward the end of these seals and we haven't covered the seven seals yet but toward the end of these seals and the sounding of the seven trumpet plagues the church is very active the church will be active. That's why we should keep the momentum as children of God. Let's be active. Let's serve God. Let's work for God. Let's preach the gospel and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all the nations before the end comes. Let's serve God. Let's preach the gospel. The church will be very active So the 10th chapter of Revelation refers to the seven thunders that utter their voices and we are going to see that later. This is likely a reference to seven outstanding apostles of the Lamb who will appear at the end of the church age. At the end of the church age we expect seven Outstanding Apostles of the Lamb who will appear to do some work that the Lord is going to give them. They have a message that Apostle John had. Apostle John was privileged of God, chosen of God, privileged of God to hear that message. Apostle John had that message but was forbidden to write it down for posterity for the rest of us that came after him. He was forbidden. Uh, this is in uh, Revelation chapter 10. Uh, Revelation 10 and verse 4 And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices. I was about to write and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. He heard, he says, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered. The seven uh, thunders said some things they, did, they had messages, but John was told to seal it up and not to write. So, these seven thunders may be associated with the seven trumpet plagues that fall on the earth during the three and one-half years, three and one-half year time frame. There will be trumpet plagues that are going to fall on the earth during the three and one half year, uh, one half, three and three and one half years time frame. There will be trumpet plagues. The eleventh chapter of the book of Revelation explains the work of the church. Uh, It explains what the church is going to do. If we can just quickly turn to Revelation chapter 11 verses uh, 3 to 6 And I will give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred score threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. My God, explaining what the church will be doing. Because of time, we cannot go into what the church will be doing. We will see that uh, next Wednesday. And I pray that the Lord keeps us, who has kept us up to this time, who continues to keep us. And I trust that Uh, This going slowly and refreshing your mind has helped you to make better notes so that when you are going over, when you are chewing the card, you are able to follow uh, the message very well. We need to understand the end time events so that we can pass it on to our children and grandchildren. This is precious oil, treasure this understanding, so that we are able to know, if you will be alive, what will be happening. The Lord has been gracious to us. And I pray he continues to be so. God bless you. Amen.